Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Hello and welcome to FitPro Podcast today. I'm Jane Waller. I'm a director at FitPro. And today I have the privilege of being with Amy Ashmore, who's based in Las Vegas. And we're going to be talking about muscle clocks. But before we do that, Amy, I wonder if you could just take a minute or two to introduce yourself to our listeners, a little bit about yourself and and your background and what we're talking about today. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Ashmore. I am a PhD in kinesiology from the University of Texas at Austin. Um, In my past, I have run the sports sciences program for the American Military University. And I was also at one point in my life, uh, expert faculty at Florida State University. I've done a lot of continuing education in my career, about 20 years worth, uh, Jane and I were talking about. So um, today we're talking about muscle clocks, which is the central topic of my new book, Timing Resistance Training. So... I write books, I do continue education, I do a lot of fun stuff, but I want to get this particular topic uh, out to you, the fitness professional. So I will turn this back to Jane, over back to Jane, and then we will get uh, started. Okay, well, you're obviously more than qualified to be going through this with us, Amy, and I really appreciate your time. Um, Maybe you could just tell us what actually is a muscle clock? Well, a muscle clock sounds complicated, but it's really not. Um, I know in Europe, you guys are ahead of the curve on what we call biological clocks, circadian clocks. So a muscle clock is nothing more than a 24-hour timepiece inside your muscle. So if you've heard of... um, circadian rhythms, the culprit for jet lag, that type of thing that's in your brain. That's your master clock. Inside your body, most of your tissues, we've recently discovered, all have their own timing mechanism. So inside each one of your over 600 skeletal muscles, each one of them has their own muscle clock which is essentially an internal timepiece that tells muscles essentially what to do and when. Now, what's important to fitness professionals is that muscle clocks are made up of proteins. So any time that you have a protein structure, of course, that helps to regulate muscle growth, muscle strength, muscle power, muscle endurance. So in my book and in this particular brief webinar, what we're going to talk about for you is how you speak to these muscle clocks through exercise 
to improve the results that you get with your clients and yourself in the gym. So the way that I would just, when it comes down to it and you're just, you're thinking you're, you're, this is a new concept, what's a muscle clock? It's a timepiece inside your muscle that's on a 24 hour schedule that when you give it the right exercise and programming cues, which we'll talk about, tells your muscle what to anticipate and when. And just like in psychology, if I can anticipate what's coming up, like I wouldn't have wanted Jane to just call me today and say, hey, listen, let's jump on a webinar right now and then we're going to put it out in the world. Um, that would probably make me a little bit nervous. I would yeah. rather know. <laughs> My performance would be adversely affected. So I would want to know, hey, what's coming up? What are we going to talk about? And that will improve my performance. Your muscles are the exact same way. When you can tell them, hey, on a consistent 24-hour schedule, this is what's coming. This is when it's coming. You can expect it. Your muscles will learn to respond, they will anticipate, and they will perform better. Jane, remind me to ask, hey, remind me, don't let me get out of here without talking about the racehorses, all race right? Horses. Okay. Race horses. okay, that's going to be critical, okay, everybody listening, you've got to remember to talk, the racehorses, okay, racehorses. Uh, that's gonna <laughs> I've make written sense. it down, I've written yeah. it down. <laughs> that's going to make sense in a minute, but for fitness pros, this is what excited me, and this is what's going to excite you. The discovery of muscle clocks allows you to think about muscles and fitness in a new way. Mm -hmm. What we know now when we discovered muscle clocks is that muscles are not simply beasts of burden that are under your brain's control. Yes, they are. Of course, you have motor control. But they are independent and autonomous structures that can learn and self-govern. And that radically changes the way that we approach fitness, that we approach working with our muscles, and hopefully in the end, get better results from them. So I know Jane has more questions. What will happen is I will go on and on and on and on and on <laughs> because I'm so excited about this content. So I'll have to let Jane get back in and ask what is going to be our next question. Well, I guess the next most logical one is, is how does muscle clock work? Okay. So yeah, there would have to be some way for a muscle clock to communicate with the muscle itself, of course, because if the muscle clock is the timepiece, if the muscle clock's the regulator, how is it communicating with the muscle itself, other muscles, and this is also a little tidbit for you, your tendons and your ligaments and your bones and all your other systems have their own clocks. So how are muscle clocks working with other muscles and other systems in the body to synchronize your health and performance, which is a whole other subset, which muscle clocks relate to health as well. Well, it's pretty simple. When you work out or when you do a muscle contraction, your muscle releases these chemicals called myokins. So when these myokins are released from the contracting muscle, it communicates to other muscles or the muscle itself and other muscles that you are working. 
that's the timing cue for the rest of the body to get synchronized, to learn to anticipate in that muscle itself. When the myokins are released, you're working. When the myokins are at rest, you're at rest. And rest and recovery, of course, has become an extremely vital component to fitness program. And we know that rest intervals, recovery periods are just as critical to muscle growth and development performance as the actual workload itself. So muscles will figure out using a muscle clock, its own internal timepiece based on the signals that you're giving it about when you're working and when you're resting. The muscle clock will figure out and teach the muscle, okay, listen, at 4 p.m. every day, or hopefully not every day, but every other day, for example, we're going, we strength train. We do some form or mode of resistance training. So going back to the racehorses, because I remember the racehorses, yeah. what that tells us is that muscle's learning to anticipate. Now, how do we know based on a consistent schedule that muscle's learning to anticipate? When researchers looked at elite thoroughbred racehorses over a period of, I think it was six weeks, when they looked at their daily schedule. Uh, so the racehorse trained every day at 4 p.m. What they found out when they looked at their muscles was every scheduled 4 p.m. training, 30 minutes before that training, this is the key. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. Muscles clicked on in anticipation the molecular events associated with muscle performance. So when the, that's right there tells us that those muscles are learning to anticipate. That when you give them those consistent timing cues in regard to performance, in regard to training, they're going to work with you. They're going to click on their molecular events associated with your positive outcomes 30 minutes ahead of time. They're ready to go. It's just like I got on here 30 minutes ahead of time with Jane to make sure that everything was situated so we would have this connection. Exactly what your muscles are doing. 30 minutes in advance, they're clicking on those molecular events associated with positive fitness outcomes. When they click on those events in advance, of course, they're warming up, they're revving up, they're creating a molecular environment that is conducive to positive outcomes. That is why consistency is so important. That is why 24-hour schedules are so critically important. Your entire body is built up of clocks from the master clock located in the what's called the suprachiasmatic nucleus of your brain, which is just a fancy way of saying your master clock in your brain that's going to be the master to all of these clocks inside your body. So, Amy, now we've sorted out the horse races, that's for sure. Um, tell me, do muscle clocks relate to periodization training then? Yes, absolutely. Um, the key here is, that, of course, um, the original Soviet periodization training from the 1950s um, was developed utilizing traditional training variables like mode, 
frequency, volume, intensity, duration, manipulate those over typically a year schedule so that you peak at the right time. Well, in fitness, of course, we're typically not dealing in years, but we are handling those same training variables. What's really important as we take it down to timing as our critical variable and we look at 24-hour schedules, yes, just like periodization training, muscle clocks are dependent on 24-hour schedule. They're dependent on consistent cues from you based in periodization training like time of day, frequency. They even, of course, they, res they respond to mode of training. They even will recognize intensity and volume of training. And, of course, they will recognize uh, rest and recovery periods. And when we get down now to training at a molecular level, where we're really looking at these molecular mechanisms and we're how we can interact with them, how we can use muscle clocks, to improve results, we are really um, expanding upon periodization training. But of course, in fitness environments, we're not looking at a year. We're mm. looking at four to six weeks, eight weeks to, um, to help people get results that um, are real world oriented. And again, of course, that is related to muscle clocks because we want to stay on that 24-hour schedule. And I just can't really reiterate two really critical, critical, critical points. And that's um, staying on that 24-hour schedule and um, consistent time of day mm -hmm. training. Um, so I'll leave it there because we could go on and on about periodization training, Jane. But I know we have some other questions that will hopefully for uh, you guys listening, I want to take it to a more applied and practical okay. place. I presume you um, expand on that within your book anyway, Amy, if people wanted oh, to yes. understand that better. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We, we go way more into detail on the specific cues that you can use um, Yes, so absolutely. You know, you want more on periodization. Um, there's, there's a lot of resources for you. Okay. Um, so you, my next question is how you could actually use your knowledge then about muscle clocks to improve uh, muscle tone and body composition. Well, since in fitness, of course, our two primary um, goals are typically improving muscle tone and improving body composition, which of course relates uh, to weight loss. Um, there are some specific training methods that you can use to help facilitate processes. And the one thing I always want you to remember about body clocks is synchronization. So just like when a dance routine and everyone synchronized, it works better. Um, the same with your body. When everything's synchronized, we're going to get better results. So again, you're building your programs around 24-hour cycles. The second thing that I want you to consider is incorporating what we call intermittent rest periods. So what that means is you rest on alternating days versus being on a week-on, weekend-off schedule. Two days in a row of rest confuses a body on 24-hour periods. Mm -hmm. So I, I want you to utilize intermittent rest periods. And when you create workouts, because muscle clocks are recognizing mode of exercise cues, 
I strongly suggest that you use the principle of biomechanical similarity, which is simply utilizing similar joint and muscle actions. So for example, you would pair a leg press with a squat because you're utilizing similar yeah. joints and similar muscle actions. The reason is that you're delivering very strong cues to muscles about who is working and when and how. When you give those strong cues to those muscle clocks, they know, again, what to expect and when. Um, yes, you can develop training programs that utilize training splits that are very, say, joint specific in terms of, uh, you can do quadriceps and hamstrings or biceps and triceps, something really specific if you want to, but you can also do more general fitness programming, like upper body one day, lower body one day. Um, that's perfectly acceptable as well. Um, just what I want you to always remember is 24 hour cycles, similar time of day, utilizing uh, intermittent rest, utilizing within the same session biomechanically similar exercises um, because I come strongly from a strength training background. I'll use leg press and squat, for example, or, or some type of strength exercise example. But I also want you to think about in the fitness world that you can combine similar cardio a similar cardiovascular mode of exercise with a similar resistance training. So you can have somebody on a treadmill doing sprints and then jump off and do some wall squats uh, or ball squats. Um, you can also do what we call complex training. If you have more advanced clients that pair, say, a um, plyometric drill with a conditioning lift. Um, again, this is a, an advanced form of exercise that I don't recommend for beginning clients, but for intermediate and advanced, you could, for example, pair a squat with a jump squat. Yeah. So there's different ways, of course, to pair similar exercises, but the key is to get those consistent cues to muscles on that consistent time frame what they can expect so they can turn on those events ahead of time. And we know in horses they do that. Remember the racehorse study? Yeah. Yeah. So we have no reason to believe that um, in human beings there's not going to be a similar uh, mechanism in place. Yeah. So, so yes. No, so um, so considering the muscle clocks and how can it how can they help us to prevent injury and overtraining? while still maximizing the outcomes? Well, the bottom line is that the book timing resistance training was conceived with the idea that um, the strategic use of timing would help us to progress clients, to modify, to keep moving forward without just simply relying on volume and intensity paradigms. So we come up with creative ways to increase training load. Um, 
you know, typically training load is just, oh, I'm going to do more, I'm going to do more intensity. But what we get into and what we really want to get uh, people thinking about is using, instead of overloading muscles with just more, let's, let's pair muscles with biomechanically similar exercises. Let's really learn to manipulate our rest and recovery periods on that 24-hour schedule so that... Um, Again, we're not just relying on volume and intensity. We're coming up with creative programming ways. We're utilizing um, combined training methods, complex training methods. We're even going to speak in the book on um, the notion of intentional undertraining. So these are things that um, all these tips and tricks that we can use to build effective programs that are not overdoing it, so we're not going to run as great a risk as for injuries and overtraining. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Amy, that's, thank you for your, for your time. It's so incredibly interesting. Um, I'm presuming here that, as you say, there is an opportunity for people to learn more about this concept, which I have to admit myself I have not heard a lot about, uh, in, in your book, Timing Resistance Training, which I believe over here you can actually get from uh, Human Kinetics. So uh, that's a good tip. Is there anything before you go that you just want to add that you feel we haven't covered today that would be really useful information for our listeners? Well, I think the bottom line is that um, the circadian clockwork um, the entire body circadian clockwork is huge now both in the United States and UK in terms of research so if it is something that interests you uh, whether it be muscle clocks or some other tissue clock google circadian clocks and health outcomes circadian rhythms and health outcomes and you will be able to ascertain a lot more information if you're interested specifically in the muscle clocks Timing resistance training, of course, is available to you through human kinetics. And we include over 25 sample routines and a complete analysis of over 60 exercises that you can use to build your own custom workouts and programs for your clients. And so the last thing I do want to say is um, thank you for your interest in the content and for listening today. And um, I hope that you have. Amy, we just lost you just at the very end there, but we, um, I, I, I picked up everything that you uh, wanted to add, which is fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. I hope we hear from you again soon. But for now, um, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. It was fun. For more information about FitPro Education, and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy the, today's podcast and see you next time.